I want you today to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know you're going to say that you do. But what I'm going to say is no, you don't. No, you don't. As long as you persist that nothing can be done about the baggage in your mind and in your life, you do not believe in the Christ of the Bible. Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. We believe that this podcast will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. As you listen to messages straight from heaven and hear radical stories from everyday people whose lives have been made different by Jesus. So get ready to open your heart and encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Merlo, and I'm so glad that you are with us today. We pray that what you hear today will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus, that you experience his great love and true freedom. Because whom the Son sets free, the Lord Jesus Christ is free indeed. Life's Been Different is a ministry that shares people's testimonies, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and how he changes lives. And that is exactly what we get to hear in today's episode. We get to hear the radical testimony from a person whose life has been absolutely changed by Jesus. We get to hear the story of how my young friend Adrian's life's been different since he encountered Jesus. But what Adrian doesn't share in his testimony is what he is doing now. Adrian is currently the executive assistant to one of my good friends, Pastor Luke Esslinger, who is one of our executive pastors at The Rock and is the high school pastor at The Rock and the leader of the Jesus Followers Movement. I got to work closely with Adrian for about six months, and he is purely impressive. His capacity for ministry and getting things done is remarkable. This kid has such a bright future, I can't even believe it. My first memory of Adrian is when we were at high school camp. The pastor that I assist, Pastor Anna Ervolino, was speaking at high school camp, so I got to tag along with her and the family. And one night, I believe it was the last night, I saw a young man stand up on the edge of the fire pit and hold in his hand his acceptance letter to the college that he was going to go to. He stood up and declared that his life had been made different by Jesus and that he was not going to go to college but that he was going to join the Revolution's internship at our church. An internship where you give God one year of your life to serve and become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this year, people's lives get radically changed. 
he stood up. He ripped his letter into pieces and threw it in the fire. And everyone erupted in praise. It was a beautiful moment. I remember saying to myself, who is that kid? Little did I know that about a year later, I would be serving alongside him. So I want you to lean in and hear why Adrian Navarez, life's been different. This testimony is extremely important. And I believe that it's one that could alter many people's lives in the culture that we're living in today. Open your ears, open your heart, and be ready to receive a word from God that could change your life forever. And I will be back at the end with some thoughts. Hey, what's up, Life's Been Different? I'm Adrian, and today I get the honor of sharing my testimony with you guys. But before I get started, I want to say a big thank you to Marco and to the Life's Been Different team for all that they do. And I also pray that everyone who listens to this just hears, hears the voice of God, hears the love of God. And yeah, and so let's get started. So like I said, my name is Adrian, I'm 19, and this is the story of how my life's been different. So from a young age, I remember that my sexuality and my my identity altogether was just put on the spotlight of my life. From a young age, I was always asked by people what my sexuality was. Um, simply because I, you know, I just didn't act like the stereotypical straight person or the stereotypical guy. Even from a young age, people were questioning it, which is so whack. But, um, anyways, nonetheless, it was questioned a lot. And I just lived life like that. And especially with it being questioned at a young age, I had a really hard time finding who I was because I was still figuring out who I was. And because of that, I noticed that around fifth grade, I started to become attracted to guys. So what did I do? You know, I didn't do anything because I was just so scared and I was just so so insecure about who I was. And so what I did was I just hid it. I hid that I was becoming attracted to guys for six years or so, six or so years, no one's counting, but nonetheless, I hit it, and it, and during this time, it just kept growing, and I noticed that I was becoming more attracted to guys, and more, and more, and more, um, and until my senior, no, my junior year of high school, which is, like I said, about six years later, is when I finally told someone about it, and so during this time, I was going to church. I started going to church um, the church that I go to now around early middle school. Um, and so I knew who God was, but I didn't really know him for myself. And because of that, I was hiding who I was every time I went to church because I felt ashamed. I felt like I couldn't be my real self. I felt like I couldn't be anything but perfect. And so that's what I showed off at church, just the good, um, not just at church, but to God. And so there came a point junior year of my of my life where I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I ended up telling one of my friends at school about it. Uh, I still remember it was on our way to math class and I told her and and from there it just kept going. 
I just told more of my friends, and then from there I ended up coming out on Twitter as bisexual. Um, yeah, I felt like me coming out on Twitter, me coming out to, to just like a big audience would just get rid of people questioning me and asking me what I was because throughout that time that I was hiding what was going on, people were still questioning me, people were still asking me what was wrong or, or not what was wrong, but, but what, what am I? Am I straight? Am I gay? Am I bisexual? And it was just going on for all those years and it, it kept growing. And so I thought that coming out would solve all my problems, that people would finally stop asking questions or people would finally be fine with who I was. But that did not happen. I I thought it would. And so what did happen was I I became more anxious, more stressed, more depressed, more more insecure in who I was. No, more insecure about who I was because I still felt like I wasn't who people wanted me to be because during that time I was I I was so insecure because people I was never who people expected me to be. And so coming out, I would I was trying to be who they wanted me to be. And it still didn't work after I came out. And so what I did was I, like I said, I came out as bisexual, but I also started talking to guys and and dating guys in hopes that that they would fill my insecurity in hopes that they would fill the void that I was, that I was hiding, that I was feeling, but it didn't work. Uh, And that went on for a few months until I finally had a a really amazing experience with God. I went I was hanging out with some friends from church and we started talking and then and then God just really met me there and, and I was like, you know what God, like I don't wanna feel this pain, I don't wanna feel this insecurity anymore and so I'll give you a shot. And so the thing is I gave God a shot but I was not willing to go all in with God. You see God God is willing to, to not God is willing to give you all that you need. But the thing is, you can't go to God just for him to give you things because he's a relationship. You have to be committed in order to have the benefits of the relationship, which I wasn't willing to do. So in that time that I was giving God a shot, I told people I was straight. Um, I was telling people that, you know, I found my identity in Christ and I'm straight now. But because I wasn't fully committed to my walk with God, I ended up coming out as bisexual a few months later. This time, I didn't do it so public. This time, I just came out to a few friends, which, which still wrecked me because my identity was going in and out of being straight and being bisexual and then being straight and then being bisexual. And so when I came out that second time, it was just so, there was just so much more hurt. There was so much more anxiety, so much more, more insecurity because I was still trying to be who people wanted me to be. And so I started talking to guys again. I, I was dating and talking to guys all in the hopes of not having to feel that void, not having to feel that insecurity and hopes of not having to feel broken. But the thing is that (laughs) did not work. And so what happened was I ended up graduating high school. 
Um, and then I went on a missions trip, which is really amazing. And there God met me with this. You see, I knew who God was and I, and I knew about him, but I wasn't ready to go all in with God. I wasn't ready to have that, that real relationship with God. And so what God met me w- with was this. He, he basically was like, are you ready to have that relationship with me? Are you ready to go all in? To let everything go that needs to be let go of. And I was willing. So after that missions trip, I let go of it all. I came back um, to, to the United States. I came back to home and I dropped everything. I dropped out of college. I, I dropped all my friends from high school. I, I gave up everything because I knew that if I wanted to have this relationship with God, then I needed to give everything up. And in the process, my identity still played a big part because obviously your identity is who you are. And so in the process of doing this, I had to trust God that if I can give up everything for him, then I need to give my identity up for him too. Not just material things, not just what I'm doing with my life, but who I am, who my life is, what my life is. And so in the time that I fully gave my life to God, I felt his love enough. I felt comforted enough. I felt, I felt everything that I could feel from him. And I felt it enough to where I was willing to step out of the identity people had placed on me and step into the identity he created for me. And so in doing that, I, I was able to, to step out of the identity that people put on me that I was bisexual and step into you know, what my identity is now in Christ, which is that I'm straight. And yes, yes, sexuality is a very, very sensitive topic. And it's a very, and it's a topic that's not talked about very much. But you know, our identity is in Christ because he created us. And there is no other thing that will give you identity like him. Because he created the identity for you. He, he knew who you were going to be. And that's what I had to learn. That I wasn't who people said I was, but I was who God said I was. And in the, in the search for my identity, I was struggling with lust, with insecurity, with pornography, with, with anxiety, with depression. But the moment I stopped chasing after my identity and I started walking in the identity God created for me, I didn't have to feel that anymore. I didn't have to, to be bound with lust, with anxiety, with depression. I didn't have to run to pornography. I didn't have to run to guys for, for validation or for anything because you know what? God gave me everything that I needed. God gave me the love, the peace, the joy, the validation, the satisfaction that I need, that I needed and that I still need. And so with all that, um, that's how my life's been different. Yeah, he brought me from what I was, bisexual, to my identity in him now, which is straight. And yeah, it's been a crazy walk, but I would not have it any other way. And so, yeah, that's the story of how my life's been different.
Thank you. Praise God. Identity. I said in episode one, and I've said in various episodes, that the issue at heart is identity. The core of life's been different is identity. I've shared many times how I didn't know who I was, and that if you don't know who you are, someone will tell you who you are. And if you don't know what to do or how to do it, someone will tell you what to do and how to do it based off their own life experiences and personal reference points. That's what happened to me. I was consumed with the culture of music and I thought that the rappers that I was listening to and the people that I was hanging out with and that I needed to be in a certain city in order to be validated in the music industry and I attached myself to what I thought I wanted. I found an image that I liked of a type of person and I started to create myself into that image. The way I dressed, the way I talked, how I looked, how I did my hair, the type of clothes that I wore. And I was absolutely infatuated with becoming someone that I thought people wanted me to be. That is an absolute lie from the enemy. That's my testimony. And it's interesting that the majority of the testimonies on life's been different all have to do with identity. I'm not telling people to say that. People are just coming onto our program and sharing that it's because they didn't know who they were, but that they found their identity in Christ. Why is this so? Well, the answer is in the very first chapter of the Bible. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. That's the answer. We were created in the image of God. I've said this many times. It's my first official quote. Why in the world would I follow the world and let it create my image when I can follow the person, the Lord Jesus Christ, who created the world in whose image I was created? But I love Adrian's testimony because he's sharing not only that he didn't know his identity, but that he wrestled with God to find who he was and who he was created to be. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his workmanship. God is speaking, saying, you are my workmanship. You are my poema, my poem, my masterpiece. You were crafted by my hand. I molded you. I placed your destiny. You were formed on purpose and for a purpose. You are my workmanship, he says. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Works that I prepared for you beforehand that you may walk in them. It's one of my favorite verses. But today I want to draw our attention to another man who had identity issues. A man who wrestled with God and had his identity changed. You know, the greatest blessing that God can give you is a new identity. I want you to quickly look with me at a remarkable story about a man who wrestled with God. Let's look at Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. That night Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the Ford Jebek. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Notice that. Jacob was left alone. 
and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man and have overcome. Jacob got alone with God. When was the last time that you got alone with God? Let me tell you, God was not asking Jacob what his name was, like, hi, nice to meet you. What's your name? He was asking Jacob to tell him about himself. When was the last time you told God about yourself? Who you really are? When was the last time you really told God how you felt or what you were thinking or what you're really going through? When was the last time you were wide open, hapless before God? When was the last time you were the real deal with God? See, back in those days, they named people based off of who they were going to be. Did you know that Jacob in the original language means deceiver? His name was Deceiver. God wasn't asking him, Hey, what's your name? God was saying, Jacob, tell me about yourself. Jacob, who are you? Who have you always been? What have you been doing to people? What's your character like? Who are you behind closed doors? Tell me about your sin. Tell me about your life. Jacob, who are you? What is your name? And Jacob replied and said, My name is Jacob. In other words, he said, God, I'm a deceiver. I'm not a good person. I stole from my brother. I've been stealing my whole life. I'm a backslider. I'm in sin. God, help me. And I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to stop fighting you until you give me a new identity. And God did what he always does. He gave him a new name. He changed his name from deceiver to prince with God. That's what Israel means. It means prince. He said, you're no longer a deceiver. You're a prince. You're a man of God. God wasn't trying to have a wrestling match with Jacob. God was trying to have a moment with him. Today I want you to let God give you a new name. I want you to hear God say, You're not who you think you are. What you've done in the past is not going to determine your future. Because when you confess your sin, I am faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. When you receive me, the Lord Jesus says, I make you a brand new creation. I wipe away your sin and I make you brand new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone believes in Christ, he is a new creation. 
old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says, when you believe in me, I will make you brand new, a fresh start. Why? Because you're who I came to be with. He's saying that you're worthy, wanted, and chosen. That you're his person. You're his special person. You're his treasure. Who you think you are is not who God created you to be. You are a child of God. You are Christ. He is in you and you in him. I heard a quote from Pastor Colin Smith and it rocked me. And it goes like this. I want you today to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know you're going to say that you do. But what I'm going to say is no, you don't. No, you don't. As long as you persist that nothing can be done about the baggage in your mind and in your life, you do not believe in the Christ of the Bible. That rocked me. As long as you keep thinking that God can't give you a new identity, then you do not yet believe in the totality of who Jesus Christ is. And so today, my friends, I charge you by saying, I want you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to believe that when you believe in him, He makes you a brand new person and gives you a future and a hope. God says, I know the plans that I have towards you, that I think towards you. Plans of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Did you know that before they were called Christians in the Bible, they were called little Christs? That's who you are. You're a little Christ. You're a believer in him. And now your life is different. I want you today to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that Jacob was no longer wrestling, but he was clinging on to him with all his strength, saying, I will not let you go until you bless me. Have you gotten there? Have you gotten to the place where you're alone with God and you're wrestling with him? about your identity, saying, I will not let you go until you change my life. I will not let you go until my life becomes different. I remember the day that Jesus became my God. The day I met Jesus and truly repented because my life's been different ever since. And like for me that day, I pray that today is your day. The day of salvation. You're one decision away. Or maybe you're ready to finally make that all-in commitment that I made. That all-in commitment that Adrian made. I watched the day he made that commitment. He stood and he ripped up what he thought his future was going to be. And he threw it in the fire. I watched that day. A young man's life. Become different. And when you make that decision. If you indeed continue in the faith. 
grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you just heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which I, Merlo, have become a servant, then I want you to go into all the world and share why your life's been different. Decide. And let's begin to live life differently by becoming followers of Jesus. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.